0: It's time again for the Mortgage Minute with Doug Krause, brought to you by Financial Residency. Doug has been a mortgage lender for over 20 years and specializes in physician loans. He is with BMO Bank and wrote a book called The Hippocratic House to educate physicians on home loans. You can request your free copy at DougKrause.com. You can call or text Doug anytime at 816-728-3631 or email him at doug.kraus at bmo.com. Now, get ready for today's episode of Mortgage Minute. Welcome back to the Mortgage Minute. I'm your host, Doug Kraus with BMO Bank. I want to talk to you a little bit today about interest rates, obviously a hot topic. And I just want to talk a little bit about sometimes getting the lowest interest rates not always in your best interest. And sounds counterintuitive, But what I mean by that is I constantly have everybody shopping for interest rates and then looking for the lowest possible rate and reasoning why I say that's not necessarily in your best interest. If you believe rates are going to go down in the next couple of years, let's just say I personally think they're going to go down in 2024, late in the year. But obviously, I don't have any crystal ball, and I'll dive into that in a minute, but Let's say that's the case, and you get a rate quote. Oh, let's just use six and a half for a baseline. If you get a rate quote of six and a half and it's no points, and then you ask to buy down the rate, and then, you know, obviously points are based on a percentage of your loan amount. So depending on how big your loan is, a half a point or a point on. Well, let's use makes math simple. A point on a million-dollar loan is $10,000. A point on a $300,000 loan is $3,000. Still typically it turns into roughly a in the range of 40 to 60 months break-even. And that varies depending on how much you're buying down the rate. If it's going to cost a three-eighths of a point, to buy down an AIDS or a half a point to buy down AIDS. But rule of thumb is let's just say it takes 50 months to break even. So if you're gonna pay money to buy down your rate and then the amount of money you save, it's gonna take 50 payments of that savings to get back just your initial investment. Well, that's gonna be a bad investment if you refinance or modify your loan in 18 to 24 months. So yeah. Chasing rate is what I call it, buying buying points right now. My opinion, don't think it's a good deal. So something to consider that you have to look at closing costs as well as rate to make sure what makes the most sense. And again, only in the circumstance where you believe rates are going to go down because I do not have a crystal ball. And you know, I get obviously asked a lot because I have been doing this for 25 years coming up at the end of the year, but I still can't predict rates probably any better than the best weatherman. So if I'm right 60% of the time, I feel pretty good. So anyway, what drives interest rates? So there's a lot of factors and inflation's one of them. Mortgage lenders are very sensitive to inflation when rates go up. I mean, I'm sorry, when inflation goes up higher, then interest rates often follow and rise as well. So another factor is the economy, especially job numbers. GDP, employment rise, it's a sign of a growing economy, meaning greater demand for real estate. When demand rises, so do interest rates. And that's just two important factors. Another one, Federal Reserve, obviously you're hearing a lot in the news about that right now. The Fed's probably poised to raise rates again here in July. I don't necessarily believe that that's going to result in a change to the 30 year fixed rates. Now, when the Fed raises rates, it absolutely corresponds to credit cards and adjustable rates will take a hit. And because adjustable rates are so close to fixed rates, it's probably going to have some impact, but it might be either that banks have already kind of built in this upcoming next raise. Whenever the Fed didn't raise rates in June, the banks didn't in turn lower rates. So I could see a situation where rates don't change if the Fed only raises rates by a quarter point. And that is what I'm expecting to happen. But when the Fed raises or lowers the federal funds rate, Rate lenders charge each other, then it kind of creates a ripple effect, and you typically see the result in higher or lower mortgage rates, bonds, and that's usually my go-to. That's what I track a lot myself. Bonds are obviously a very safe investment. So, when the economic outlook is bad or poor, then people flood the bond market rather than stock market for a guaranteed type return. When more investors are in bond, the bond yields rise and mortgage rates tend to rise with them. So why interest rates rise? Kind of assumption that the Fed will continue to keep short-term rates low. A housing market that's slow or lower demand for mortgages. And obviously, I think competition plays into it too. mean, Just like anywhere else, if there's... Fewer to compete for the business, then mm-hmm. it's supply and demand. If the bank is overrun with supply of people wanting to borrow money, then they don't have to be competitive or they have to raise the rates to control the amount of business mm-hmm. they get just to keep up. Otherwise the service would be terrible. Interest rates probably more inclined to fall whenever you see investor dump more money into stocks than bonds. Then, you know that tends to mean that the economy is probably doing well. Wages for employment, whenever those are up, you know again, consumer spending rises affects the GDP in the economy. Like I said, that tends to have an impact on mortgage rates as well. And when the stock market moves higher, bond prices typically drop. And generally speaking, that drives rates higher. So anyway, just want to give you a little bit of insight of some of the factors that do drive interest rates. And it's definitely not Doug's crystal ball, but I do track interest rates. One of the places I like to track it myself is an ad out on my phone. And it's called Mortgage News Theory. It's something that you could download yourself if you want. And you can kind of see what national averages look like. And then I obviously I track the stock market and watch the Treasury and bonds, 10-year yields. All of those things kind of are to me an indicator, but by no means I've definitely seen where you look at all indicators and everything points towards one direction. And again, bank gets too busy or competition goes away or something else in the news can drive rates as well. So just a lot of variables, but some of the key ones are definitely the bond market and stock market as well as Federal Reserve. And again, even the economy and inflation. I will catch up with you next time. Thanks for listening.